Welcome to day nine of What You See Is What You Get. I'm Catherine Trainer. This is Tim Trainer, and we're reading through the Bible in a year, and we are definitely not exactly day by day. It's not. We'll just say this: it's not January 9th. However, <laughs> we are doing this by faith. It's it's yes, a lot. It is a kind of a lot of work. Yep. And we have other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but God's word is worth it. It is. It is worth it's it. It's a priority for us. Yeah. And so, you know, we're aware and God's aware and we just take it a day at a time. Yep. But we do set goals and set targets and we're, we're going to catch up. Yep. But uh, life happens to life us Life happens well. to you. Ha- life happens to us. But that's okay. It's pr- That's part of the deal. So. So we're excited and, and ooh, we're already up to Genesis 6, 17 and 18. Yes. And Matthew 9. Matthew 9. I know. I'm excited for Matthew 9. Abraham is now, or Abram, he's still Abram. He's still Abram. Yeah. Or as they say in the ancient Chaldeic Hebrew, Abram. But, Abram. you know, we're going to say Abram because we're American. Abram. He's <laughs> 99 and he's we have an accent. still hasn't received... The completion of God's biggest promise to him, the most important thing to him, yeah, hasn't happened yet. But he's and he's ninety nine, and you know the, his faith journey that's recorded in the Bible. You're kind of flipping that light over. You, I am. Yeah. Oh, that's because this table is off. I knew something. Was yeah. Let's do their studio. Get that grip out here. Technical difficulties. Fire that grip. But um, he started the faith journey when he was 75. So wow. however old you are, things can can change a lot. And you don't just stop just because you're getting a little older. And that bothers me because people do that. They get to a certain age and then they start, you know, they think, yes. well, you know, that's, I've, I gave it a shot and I, I'm done. No, no. And, and I'm telling you, no matter what, because I've been, I've had times in my life that were productive and yeah. times when I was flat down That's and right. just too broke, too broke, too sick, too tired to do much of anything. But you know what? I could pray mm-hmm. and I did. I could encourage people and I did. I could take care of my family and do the best that I could with that. And I did. We are usually far more capable Right. Than we realize. Yeah. So, so even though you're not changing the world in a big, huge way, change the world for just one person. Yeah. By praying with for them, or by encouraging them, or just you know, just doing what's right. Don't That's just right. sit back and well. And I'm telling people, if you've got this idea that Jesus is coming back, and we're just gonna zip off in the rapture and no matter what we do no matter what that's going to happen um that is not going to be a good thing to talk to him about yeah on the the bema seat judgment day he's not going to want to sit with you and hear your story about about uh kicking back and waiting because i knew the rapture bus was coming to pick me up and get me out of here before all the bad stuff happened um i spent uh you know, 16 hours mm-hmm. a month watching cars drive in a circle, thinking that one might crash. 
But there's lots of safety measures in those NASCAR cars, so it's not an evil thing to do that. But, you know, <laughs> add up hey. those 16 hours a week over like the course NASCAR. of a year. <laughs> I, well, and if that's re- relaxing, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're, if you're sitting back and doing stuff like that, and not doing things that you're in your you have in your heart to do. Yep. Just because you just think, well, will it really matter? Yes, it matters. Yes, it does. I mean, how many times have I had people come and tell me the things that I didn't think were that big of a deal made a huge difference? And I think of times in my life where people did small acts of kindness mm-hmm. and they just went out of their way, not a lot out of their way, but a little. But at that moment, I I was in a dark time or things were tough. Sure. It made a huge difference. You can change the world. You can change the world. Just if you change it for one person, you are changing the world. That's right. It's like that pay it forward concept. It made a big difference. Do it. Yep. Do it. So we're we're reading this and we're excited. We're excited. But but Abraham, even though he started at seventy five. And wait, still that's a, that's another twenty up to right here. We're twenty four years into it. Yeah, I mean, think of it. He he, he didn't receive his revelation yeah. of what God was going to do in his life and future generations until he was seventy five years old. And then he still had to wait another twenty four, twenty five years before yeah. the completion of it. But he just stayed faithful. And he and his wife tried to. They tried to, tried to push it through a little bit. Force yeah, it along. Made a, yeah. made a big mess. Made, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but how many things do you really seriously wait on 25 years? Um, but, and then like we went just went back through Noah. I mean, 100 years on that. But well, he stayed on, stayed on it until he got the job done. I actually know it's like to wait that long. Do you do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth the wait. It's worth the wait. That's right. We're not going to say any more about that. That's but, right. Yes. So, are you ready so, to read? Let's read. Okay. Okay, so, Genesis chapter 17, King James Version. The Old English King James Version. So hang with me here. Tune up your ear. Pay attention. You can do this. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed, and after thee, 
Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Oh. <laughs> and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your force of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house, or bought with money of any stranger, which is not thy seed, he that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money, must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that, sh that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, I've been calling her Sarai, but as for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And what a relief. I don't have to say that other anymore. Okay, verse 16. And Sarah means princess. Sarah means princess. I did not know that. And Abram, Abraham about that. means That's father right. of a multitude. Yes. The Abraham. That... So they got upgrades. Yes. Name upgrades. They did. Yeah. I got a name upgrade when I married Tim Trainer. You did. I did. Oh, I like it. Well, I'm glad you like it. I do. It was. Uh, it's. It's. It, it's a fun name. Glad to, you know. Sometimes <laughs> you're proud to take a new name and. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to. Okay, so verse 16. So, Sarai is now Sarah, and then God says, "And I will bless her." And give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face, and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, O oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day as God had said unto him. And Abraham was ninety years old and nine, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael his son was thirteen years old, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised, and Ishmael his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house, and bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. That day. That was a covenant. Yes. So we've seen two 
two of God's major covenants so far. We've seen his covenant with Noah mm -hmm. and to all people after him that he wasn't going to destroy the earth anymore, even though he acknowledged mm -hmm. that people are going to be wicked and do things. But he said he wasn't going to destroy the earth anymore. And now Abraham, he is going to be a father of many nations and more numbering the stars of the sky or the dust of the earth or the sand of the ground mm -hmm. is another way to translate that. That's, that's pretty big covenants. You know, and that not because Abraham was uh, mighty in the earth as a person, mm -hmm. like most people that are the great, it was, he was mighty in his heart Yes. for God. God wanted to bless him and make him the father of our faith. Mm -hmm. millions and millions because of his great faith not because of other things he was very obedient he was very faithful faithful mm -hmm. and that's why he qualified to have such a big promise fulfilled through him not because of some other things it was the heart yes he had a big big heart for god and how do we know he had a big heart for god it was iterized iterized Iterated. <laughs> I make up words sometimes. Demonst it, was it was demonstrated. Iterated twice in this chapter that the self same day in the King James, the same right. day, he uh, he didn't hesitate. He said, "Oh, okay, circumcision, cut the foreskin. Okay, no problem." Now, I don't know about any of y'all out there, but I would have had a moments of no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you want me to what? <laughs> well, and we know that there was at least 318 other people. Yeah. Other, it was a big group. Those are just his male servants. He had 318. Yeah. So, and that, well, you know what? That was um, years before. He probably had way more. Probably way more. Probably way more. Yeah. So, not only is he, he's, he's up for every, it. Every male from eight days old forward. He, he, that got, day. he got all of them to do it. Yeah. And they did it. And there yes. wasn't a big revolt. There wasn't, he wasn't, they weren't marching. And they all went, went along with it on. It's they like, did it. They said, Whoa, if boss, he, if he what? says do what? it, we do it. <laughs> yeah. Now. He was an influence. He was a leader. He was a leader. He, I, I, it, the Bible doesn't go into a lot of detail what kind of leader he was, but based on his relationship with the Almighty God, he was honest, he was true, and he was obedient to God's plan. That says volumes. I've done a lot in leadership studies and stuff. That says volumes about who he was. If you want to be a good leader, lead by example and be a servant. And that's what Abraham was. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that all that many men were able to you know went along with it and exceeded to his request and let him do that so he must have been a rather remarkable fellow and so much more you can say on that but anyway well in this one i wanted to talk about more because it's something that people it's a controversial thing people don't want to talk about it and right now there are there are issues out there um, where, you know, issues, issues, what kind where, of people, issues? where people compare circumcision to like female gen genital mutilation, uh, which is not right. And, you know, if we know from the new Testament that we are not to force people anymore to be circumcised, that mm -hmm. it's not a, you have to do that to, to have your salvation. 
They're very mm-hmm. clear on that in the yes. New Testament. Yes. However, quite a, lo- a number of people do. Yep. Have it done. There's hygienic reasons for it. Well, there's also a, there. There's also the Lord and I had talk the other night because I knew this was coming. Oh yes. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's hear it, babe. Go for it. <laughs> and hey, I know, said why? It is because I talk to God like this. I think okay. You know, a lot of preachers will just say because I said so. She's I, rather forthright. I don't do that with God. I mean, I do, yeah. most of, mostly. But yeah. but if I have a question about it, I just say, "Hey, uh, Lord, show I want to I want to understand more. What, what's your What's your mind on this? Who what What's your care What's your heart on this? Yeah, because it seems like a mean thing to do. Yeah, it does. It's it, like oh, I mean, why, and, and that's where people get off track. They say, do. God's mean. He's, yeah, and this, this and bloody, it's a bloody covenant and all that. Yeah. Um, okay, so first off, a sign of the covenant, and it's an increase of, of connection. That's what he told me. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. an it's a outward sign. Demonstration. That That's permanent. Mm. It, you don't ever get uncircumcised. Once it's done, it's done. Yep. And if you are not, if you're out there and you don't know what that is, circumcision is is taking the end of the penis. There's a, a foreskin that goes over the top of it, and they cut that off. And mostly in Jewish cultures, and then if you do have it done, um, with a boy at eight days old, eight days old, that's yep. generally when they do it. Yep. And, um, and there's a whole ceremony around it. And it's kind of yeah. like a, well, you have it. You done, could liken it to a christening. You know, in the Catholic Church, sort of. No, it's a ceremony. It's it's ceremonial. But it hurts. It's, it's oh, yeah. a lot more. The, the baby. It, they do not like it. They experience pain. Yeah. There's no question. But it's over. And when it's over, it's over. And that's it. It's done. Yep. So um, it's permanent. And it's, but it's, and it's visible. You're always going to know that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. But it's a, in a private place. It's very, very private. It's yes. not a covenant. And there's a, there's tribal things where they'll have a tattoo or they'll have a big scar or something that's outwardly visible that you have a, a covenant. This is a covenant between you and God. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's visible to others, but not normally. It's covered up. And that's where our relationship with God, there are parts of it, Tim, that are very private. Yeah. There's, there's, there are parts of our, our faith that are, should be public Very and personal. should be demonstrated public, but there, but that, de- that decision, I'm going to live for God and I'm going to be mm-hmm. his child and I'm going to be, I'm dedicating my heart to him. Mm-hmm. We can make an outward expression of that at, at a ceremony. Like if you have to go to church and you walk down the, the aisle and you do go to the altar and, and do a public demonstration and, or like getting baptized, that's public thing but it's a very private thing too yeah that we need to keep that personal thing that god i am yours lord i love you i mean i every day i talk to god mm-hmm. and i say lord i you know i give my heart to you i give my life to you whatever you want me to do whatever you want me to say what however you want me to be i'm i'll do it every day so it's permanent and it's an increase of connection. And the other thing is it's an increase in pleasure and bonding for men and women, mm-hmm. which I had not thought about. But physiologically, 
there is more yeah. pleasure for the woman and there's more sensation for the man, which intensifies the sexual relationship. Right. And that increases the, the more intensity and pleasure there is in the sexual relationship, the more that that couple bonds. Mm. And that's, that's a good thing. And it's for both of them. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yes. Isn't that something? Yeah. God it's is benefit, very smart. There's a benefit on both sides. Yep. And, and, he's it, very, and it's an increase of connection again. Yeah. It's, he's very egalitarian. He's very... Yeah, wow. It's private, it's personal, and it's an That's increase good. of connection. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so as far as the female uh, uh, genital mutilation, this has been happening. Uh, it's happened over the years in and, and lots of cultures and things. But the contrast is they force girls to do have this done, or women. Mm-hmm. And the and the purpose of it, it's very painful. It's much more painful, and and prolonged. And and it's a lifelong pain, and it it decreases their pleasure in having sex. Yep. And it messes things up. It's destructive, and it's actually designed to decrease connection and increase pain. It's the complete opposite. Which is what's indicative of manipulative relationships in people who are controlling and things well, like that. Well, right. That's, and why is it done? And on, that's evil. Why is it done on women to be mean to women too? Yeah, it's I, I'm bad. just, I'm just saying. It's that, very, very bad. But it is not. I want to. It is not what circumcision. Circumcision is a positive thing, yeah. which you don't have to do. I'm not saying you have to do it. There but if you do do it, benefits. or if, or when God set this up, it was not. Uh, something that was a, a cruel thing to do or a hard thing to do, there was a reason for it, and it was it was that, you know, that's a commitment. Yeah. To say everybody from, you know, every male, in our culture, mm-hmm. and that follows God is going to have this done, and there's no questions about it. You were if you're in, this is what you do. Well, it's I mean this is where it begins. It's a command. All the way through the Judeo-Christian traditions. Circumcision is well up till up till um, up till the Gentiles come into the church, and at that point, mm-hmm. yeah, they made it very clear that that is not necessary it is not anymore. Required it's for the circumcision salvation. of the heart. Yes, yes, that's important. It's the obedience yeah. and the connection in the heart, and that's where it's at. So there's no yeah, that's right. We're it, not it's coming not, at this yeah. saying yeah, 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 yeah. everybody should have this done, but we're saying that God wasn't doing something mean and bad. Yeah, and just to clarify, when I say Judeo-Christian tradition, it, it's in the Bible. Um, but yeah, there but was not a, a Christian there was doctrine. a big kerfuffle when um, the new church got going, yes. and just after Christ ascended, and um, there were people becoming Christians who were Jews, and they said, "Well, now you're a Christian, and, and you're following the Messiah." And now we need to get you into the law and circumcision is, you know, one of the most demonstrable ways you can right. prove that. But you also have all these other regulations and, and that was error because it was under a new covenant. And we'll go into all of this in the book of Acts and beyond, but um, it's uh, it, it's something that, uh, well, it came back around actually, I don't know if it was the uh, 19th or 20th century, but circumcision became a big deal again because there were some hygienic advantages to doing that. There was also so, a movement to do it to protect Jews. 
And because there's the, also it, there were yeah. people that were yeah. Christians that, as solidarity, did it so that um, they could protect Jews from being persecuted or take a stand yeah. with them. Yeah. That they could get identify with uh, them. Yeah. 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 And that's that's a brave. Yep. There's some. I think there's been some just some brave, wonderful people. Yes. Over the years. But oh anyway, yes. They but, they don't get acknowledged but, usually. But usually if, everybody's a victim. But and, this um a female mutilation thing. If you have that coming into your community or there you have an influence with that. No 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 no. Yeah. Bad 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 bad. Yeah, you don't have to accept that. And don't uh, don't uh, go along with it. That it's a, it's it's just their culture. It's a mean bad thing to do. And no. Yeah. No. Should not be forcing people to be mutilated. And like we're that. not naming names or religions or anything we're not, here. But it, right now, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it's bad. So, let's move on. Let's move on. Because we're... <laughs> well, these are some inconvenient... These are the things, things we talk about. We promised what you that see is we what you get. <laughs> would talk about the hard things. Yeah, it is a hard thing. And we will. Yet it's also a blessing. And adding layers of understanding to it, it's freedom. When what he shared with me, he said, "I want it's about a it's about having that closer personal connection." Yeah, I remember when you told me that. I was just like, like, "Oh "Oh, God, you were so cool." Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. He loves us. She's awesome. He loves us. What can I say? Well, God's awesome. God's awesome, but you're. uh, I try to find out what he's thinking about. Yeah, you you seek it out. I want to understand. I'm just a working stiff, but you you really go after it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Chapter 19, Genesis. Uh, chapter 18, actually. 18. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. All right. So, chapter 18, and we'll begin. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked... And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and, lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
at the time appointed I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Cannot lie. <laughs> no. God sees the heart. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that which that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall be lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Wow. Abraham was bold. Did you know that my name my first son Isaac? You did. I did. It means laughter. And his name's actually Isaac Leonard, means laughing lion. Oh, wow. He's my favorite. He is. You know, I say, oh, they're all my favorite. They're all your favorite. But I love him. Yeah. And this this chapter, too, is such a good... <laughs> it's rich. It's a good um, example of intercessory prayer. It's the first, first uh, example in the Bible 
of someone coming to God on the behalf of somebody else and asking God to spare them mm. and have mercy. Mm. And that's one of our main ministries as, as, a, as Christians with a relationship with God isn't just to pray for ourselves and our own family and, and things like that, but we're also should be going to God and asking for him to have mercy mm. and to spare and protect other people. It's yes. important. It's an important, important thing to do. And if you you know see that how bold he got because they were friends. He was friends with God. Yep. And he he God kept was very at it. With him. And and you think Abraham probably thought surely there's got to be ten in that whole city that yeah. are okay and no. Well, and Abraham was particularly concerned because his nephew Lot. That's where Lot went. And his wife and his daughters. And their husbands, so that's six people right there. And his whole, I mean, he was, I mean, Lot and Abraham were, they increased so great that they were, you know, they were starting to have some flare-ups with some of the people in their camps, their families, their tribes, whatever you want want to call that. And uh, so that's why Abraham was being very persistent with the Lord, saying, you know, surely... And he got, he got the number from 50 down to 10. I'm sure the Lord was smiling the whole time. It's like, okay, everyone. No. <laughs> I don't think that God was at all pleased. Well, he's not that. pleased with the situation. The situation was happening, that it was that bad But at with all. Abraham, he was being patient. And he was being accommodating. Well, yeah, because that's a bold thing to do. Yeah. Abraham's, well, I got this covenant, so... And I don't want Lot and his family to be destroyed... So, and he said that based on, he said, I know you, God, that you're not going to let the righteous be destroyed with the unrighteous. Yes. yes. He, because he understood God, then he had the boldness to come and do that. If you think God's doing yes, all these bad things, like, oh, it's God's destruction and it's God sending a tornado yeah. and it's God killing your baby and it's God making you sick and it's God doing these things. No. You have no boldness going to him and asking yeah. him to help. Well, why ask? Because you're just going right. to knock me down anyway. If it be thy will, Lord. The devil would love to have you believe that. I know. God is not the destroyer. No, I know it. God is not the liar. God is not the trickster. But there is destruction that comes there from is. sin, and it's yes. serious. Yes. And God can't not have that happen. Yeah. But there can't. There is a place for mercy and and for stepping in, mm-hmm. and and being an advocate for other people and we want to we want to do that and this is the first this is the first real life example of that in the bible which is pretty cool it is and i'm reminded of that verse um i think it's in the gospels in fact i think it's in matthew is i desire mercy not sacrifice or maybe that's proverbs anyway it's uh god God desires mercy he over does. sacrifice. He, he really does not want to destroy people. No. He loves us. He created us. Yeah. And he, he loves us. And he yeah. and these covenants, you know, Noah, yeah. Abraham, and we'll see some others. God wants to be in partnership. And we see lots of ways that God is a, you know, we have a relationship with him. And we're, we're already just in the first book of the Bible seeing multiple facets of that. God is a teacher. God is our provider. I mean, God is our protector um, and other things. But he's also a partner. He's, he's in a covenant 
relationship. This is a partnership. And he's given us authority. He said in Genesis uh, 3 or 2, let them have dominion. Yeah. He, he wants us to reign and rule in the earth. And participate. With him. Yeah. In him. Yeah. And... And we go off and do our own thing and say, God, we don't need you, or God, you don't exist, or whatever. Anyway. I'll trade you. It's interesting. Okay. Oh, you want to read? Yeah. Okay. Let me get you uh, to the spot. I can find the spot really good. Yeah. You know, I'm just this sword are. drill. You're almost as fast as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so faster. This Bible has cheater notches, too. Yeah, but it's uh, three books at a time, so it's oh, not much of a cheater. It's notch. you know, yeah, it gets you gets you in the right zone quickly. But, it, I, that helps. You know, if that you don't helps. if you don't know your Bible. Then, uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so Matthew chapter nine, and he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city, and behold. They brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the son, sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think you evil in your hearts? For whether which is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, Follow me. That's Matthew that wrote this Bible right here, the Bible chapter. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's the same Matthew. Yep. And he arose and followed him. And it came, boy, that day, that was a big day for Matthew. Yeah, it was. He saw that. And that happened. Like, Whoa, I want to know what this guy's about. And Jesus knew that. And he said, come follow me. And he's yeah. like, I'm down with it. Let's go. <laughs> and it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eats your master with publicans and sinners? But Jesus, when he heard that, said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but those that are sick. But go you and learn what that means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. There it is. Oh, wow. Hey. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast off, but thy disciples fast not? And right now, it's, we're doing this in January, and there's a lot of people fasting. A lot fasting, of people fasting. Yeah. Which, you know, God bless you if you're fasting. We're fasting, too, but we don't talk, talk about what the, the details. But um, it's a thing to do, but a thing to, to be led. Yes. Okay. Most so, important. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall not fast. Or no, then then shall they fast. No man puts a piece of new cloth onto an old garment, for that which is put in it to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, 
and the wine runs out and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler, and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him, and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, little fold here whoops be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that hour and when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise he said unto them give place for the maid is not dead but sleeps and they laughed him to scorn but when the people were put forth he went in and took her by the hand and the maid arose and the fame thereof went abroad in all that land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. <laughs> Yea means yes. Yes. <laughs> then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith. The boy says it again. Yeah, this is a big one. According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that you no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers, into his harvest hmm. and we see that i mean there's repeated over and over by your faith be it done unto you he, jesus never ever said by my power is the son of god be it done unto you that's right he always said according by your to faith. your faith now sometimes there were a few there were a few examples where he just went ahead and healed people and it doesn't say that they demonstrated any faith. That was just his mercy. Mm -hmm. But he never made any big deal. He always focused on their faith and the covenant. Those two things. They had a right to healing because of their covenant with God. And he came and enforced the covenant. He did not start something new. There was healing under the in the Old Testament under the covenant. He heals all your disease. Yep. That's right. And it was always his will to heal. Yeah. They said, if you are willing, he says, I am. That I was am. in the previous one. Mm -hmm. And then and then, the, the three blind men, they said, son of David, have mercy on yeah. us. And healing is a mercy. And it sometimes is. we get healed. I mean, the biggest healing that I've had recently was, you know, mercy. I wasn't really pulling for it with a strong faith. 
but by his mercy, he, he I got healed, and it was, it was a miracle. Yep. And I thank thank God, ooh, a lot. And then the other thing here too, this is another key scripture right here. The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray yeah. the Lord of the harvest that He will send forth labors into His harvest. That is an intercessory activity. You're asking God to do something on someone else's behalf. And that is a key prayer to use. I'm just telling you people. When you're praying for your family members or for your friends or for people that you, that maybe aren't going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. If you ask God, because it, a lot of people take that scripture and they say, that is for unsaved people. We want all everybody to be saved. And so we yeah. can pray for God to send missionaries and people out to reach them. Yeah. But... There is an extension of that, that you can pray for God to send people into the life of ones that you love that need either to be finding Jesus for the first time mm-hmm. or to be restored or they've got problems and they're just not, they're just not open. Yep. That God will send the right person to them Yeah. and, and, he will. and reach them and he will. It's powerful. You know, it's interesting on that last verse there too. Um, in the Greek... The way that in the Greek language, the meaning of this and the context of it is how it was used. It said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and thrust laborers into his harvest. So mm-hmm. you're asking the Lord to push people into the harvest. And, you know, it's like, so we intercede like Abraham was interceding for a lot, you know, have mercy. And, you know, there's... Ten righteous people, would you not destroy it? Um, intercede for people who you may not have as much of an in with that they would have laborers come across their path. Say, Lord, please send laborers across Joe's path because I don't. I've only gotten as far as I can get with him. He's not going to listen to me. Or maybe I've done something in my life. He thinks I'm a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites, by the way. Um, we just we just need mercy and, family and grace and too. friends yes. are they, very they, it's like oh i grew up with you i know you of our failures yeah. and no prophet they, they know has honor in his we're own not town. perfect yeah so pray that other people yeah. be coming across their path in life and would have uh, favor and would have an entrance to share the gospel or you know that that they would have a way to share christ and and so that people that you don't have necessarily, you can't make progress with, just pray for them and pray that God would send people into their life that would help them. And I remember one time, as I had someone in my family that had a lot of trouble with alcohol and mm-hmm. in and out of jail and about, about a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And he, then he went to AA and he got, uh, he got free. And yeah. he's been clean and sober for at least 15 years now. Good for him. Yeah. That's not an easy thing. It wasn't. And I had never been to an AA meeting and I'd heard about it. And I believe in Jesus setting us free and all that. But yes. I also know that that, that, is a, that particular program has helped people sure. acknowledge God and, and, and take steps to be you know free from, from addictions. Sure. And, and it helps having, there's a support group there. Yeah. And I went to a meeting and I just sat there and cried, Tim, because I saw people loving other people and I knew that even though I couldn't be there for that person because I was too close to the situation 
they stood in for me. Mm-hmm. Not those people in that room because I did it locally, but I knew wherever that had happened for him, mm-hmm. there were people that loved him like I would love him. And then I got the chance to do it for someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about. Don't, you know, yeah, pray for God to send laborers out there, but be one too. Yes. And he and you can be one right where you're at. Yep. Making a difference with, with people. And like big or small things, it doesn't, you know, you yep. just follow God and, and let him lead you. And sometimes he'll have you do something huge and start a big giant ministry. or yep. And sometimes he'll have you go. I mean, we've got the pineapple story one time. Yeah. I went and bought a pineapple and changed someone's yeah. life. Yeah, this is a good story. <laughs> but we're not going to tell it now because no, it's too, we've already too much on. time. <laughs> too long. There's more. There's the, probably five sermons just in this one chapter we're not we just too, read. Too, too, we're here to read and talk like yes. we talk. Yes. Well, it's just one quick thing, though. The woman with the issue of blood. Oh, yeah. That is significant. That was significant. We were talking about faith. Right. Okay. Be it as according to your faith. Right. She didn't even say anything to him. No, she, she didn't there was dare. This throng of people. She was scared. She was scared out of her mind. Because if they could stone her for what she did. That's right. She was he was a rabbi. Yep. And a, and so a teacher I, and a man, just just him being a male. Yeah, you don't was enough. Lay hands on You don't someone. go touching someone and if you yep. if you're bleeding and you're a woman in that culture then you could be she could have been stoned. Yeah. And she knew that. And not only that, she wasn't sure. She really believed it would happen. But she didn't. She had faith. And then in, in the other account of that, he kept asking, "Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me?" Yeah. And she kept and saying, she, "He was in a big she wouldn't throng admit to of it. people. There's yeah, a big she crowd. She was scared. She wouldn't admit to yeah. it. And then finally, she did. And he said, "Do you know what? I love you." Yeah. I got and and the and he, and the thing too, he knew he was aware that the healing had gone out of him. There's plenty of healing. Yeah. He didn't run out. He never runs out. And that healing was activated how? By her faith. Her faith. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And it was a reinforcement also of earlier in the chapter when he said, there's a footnote, so it was an Old Testament prophet, Hosea. Hosea Mm -hmm. chapter 6, verse 6. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Now, a rabbi, as they went along, they called him Rabboni, which is teacher of teachers. He was, you know pretty well regarded and very studied and very knowledgeable and 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 you see the the Pharisees testing him and you see their envy and you see their strife they're trying to create and they're trying to discredit him um but the point is that he demonstrated to that woman with the issue of blood that he's about mercy and not sacrifice it's like how dare you touch me stone her no he's like God bless you. You got it. You, you are got healed. It. Be comforted. It's, it's like yours. I want to know who touched me. He wanted to know because yeah. he felt the power yeah. go out of him. Yeah. He felt the anointing. It's called yeah. anointing. We'll get into that. Um, and she finally, you know, like you said, she finally fessed up to it, and he said, "It's according to your faith." And he didn't like. Oh, I have to go raise this girl from the dead. She's getting colder. Yeah. And she's already cold. Yeah. Sorry. That's well, bad. And that's, you know, there's... He, didn't, he doesn't, he never, he's not like, no. We, we have, there's, there's a key point there too. Yeah. Gosh, there's so much in this one chapter. Um, he's they stopped. laughed him to scorn. Yeah. They laughed. It's all these people. They're, imagine the scene. Mm. This guy walks in, Jesus walks in and it's like, what's going on here? Oh, 
You're too late. She's dead. Oh, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they're in the, you know, if you've ever seen a, uh, they're, they're sitting in uh, Shiva, I think it's called. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Shiva. Is it called Shiva? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also the Indian Shiva, but this is different. Right, yeah. right. I, that's why I, no, I stopped as soon no, as I said okay. I'm like wait a minute okay. yeah so you know there it's it's someone just died and the family you know and even in today's uh Judaic culture they hire people to wail and mourn and carry on and um you know thank god we don't do that because you know to live is Christ but to die is gain because then you're with the Lord and you have the final victory however these people are upset, understandably. And someone shows up, some rabbi shows up and says, she ain't dead, she's asleep. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and they laughed at him. And note, notice also that they said, you need to put these people out. Because those people laughing and mocking, laughing him to scorn, like just being really nasty, uh, they had to be put out away from the property and he had to say get these people away from me I, I can't do what i need to do with all this unbelief and and mocking and ridicule so then he went in and i don't know who else was there with him i, I didn't miss that part um but then he did his miracle and uh then he took the girl out and all that laughing stopped i guarantee you so anyway the, the faith activating the healing is so important and so highlighted in this chapter. I, I you know, I've, I've read through this, and every time you go into the Bible, it's more and more. And, and he more. told the parents, just have faith. Yeah, yeah, the, the parents. That's who it was. Mm -hmm. It was the parents. Duh. Anyway, wait, we've been going through a lot of information. <laughs> but bless so you, and yes. we gotta, we gotta stop. We gotta wrap it up. Okay, so All we're right. gonna pray. Yes, and we forgot to pray before. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Well, you and I did, but we didn't pray with them. Well, we believe whenever you are listening, yes, that you will feel loved. Our faith and, is on and this. blessed and accepted and peaceful, and that God will show you things that we say, but also He'll show you things that He says to you, because He says things just through His Word and through His Spirit all the time. It's always new. Yes, yes, always new. Okay, so, Father. Go ahead. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, for uh, the, you've given us a circumcision of the heart, a separation and a personal covenant with you, Lord. Mm -hmm. That it's not something that's a, a harsh thing or a cruel thing, but it's a thing that brings us closer, closer to one another, closer to you. And Father, I thank you for whatever level of faith that people are at, be it unto them according to their faith. If they need to be healed, if they need to be restored, if they need to have anxiety lifted from them, Whatever their need is, Lord, if they will come to you in whatever faith they, they have, even if it's just a small amount of faith, we know that even if it's the size of a grain of mustard seed, you will reach it because you love you love more than our faith can reach out to you even. Mm -hmm. So I pray, Father, that each prayer would be answered, that you would bring peace and healing and wholeness and life and love and wisdom to each person that's listening with us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Okay. okay. Very good. And we'll see you on day 10. Made what it you to day see 10. is what you get. We love you. Bye. God bless.